Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Parenting Pickup, a podcast simply made to help families with trending topics and so much more. We are positive you will pick up tidbits of helpful tips, tricks, activities, and advice when listening to our podcast. I'm your host, Kara. Hello, everyone. Today, Dr. Matt Scrivens from Maple Grove Pediatric Dentistry joins us to talk about all things pediatric oral health. Welcome, Dr. Matt. Thank you for having me. Yes, we're so excited. You have no idea how many families who attend our schools and the amount of emails we receive and questions um, to receive more information about dental health for children. So I'm really happy you're here because there's a lot of conflicting information. You can Google something and get two varying details of what you should do, when to take your child to the dentist, and how to handle all that. So it's really great to have you here because you can kind of help set the record straight. So I'm glad you're here. Well, thank you. Uh, Hopefully we can give some good information for parents trying to help out their kids. Absolutely. So first, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into pediatric dentistry. Yep. I got into pediatric dentistry after working for two years as a general dentist. Um, It was during that time that I realized most of of the patients that I saw with significant dental fear or treatment needs all reported bad experiences um, when they went to the dentist as a kid. So I decided that at that time uh, I could really make a difference for a lot of kids by going back and doing a residency in pediatric dentistry and hopefully providing them with pretty good experiences. So I went back to residency um, in Scottsdale, Arizona, which I loved for a lot of different reasons, but I stayed down there, um, worked for a few years, and then my wife and I moved back to Maple Grove, Minnesota um, to start our family, to start a new office, and that's where we live now with our daughter and our puppy. Oh, that's wonderful, and so great you did that, because I think it's true. A lot of you know, concerns people have about the dentist happened when they were young because they maybe didn't have the best experience, so it's nice to have a specialty so that you can really you know, focus on young children and they're not sitting in giant chairs and kind of yeah, all of the things, which is wonderful. So when should children first visit the dentist and kind of why? Yep. So the professional recommendation from the American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry is for kids to see the dentist by age one. Kids who come in by age one have better experiences at the dentist. They have healthier outcomes. Um, we can hopefully catch issues when they're small or prevent issues altogether. The way that we do it at our off, our office and maybe other offices do it the same is we try to have a room that's set up that's not threatening like a typical dental environment. So we have almost like a nursery for the mom or the dad to hold the kid the entire time with some little toys and games in that area. And we can take a look at the teeth with the parents, go over our recommendations for brushing, how to look at the teeth at home, what to, to do as far as maintenance. And it's a really quick and easy way to get started on those good habits at age one. Oh, for sure. That's that's really wonderful because I think that is a really kind of confusing experience for families about when do you bring them because there is, again, kind of that conflicting information. And so what is kind of typically normal for children uh, at each stage, kind of like the number of teeth or losing teeth? Like, what does that look like? Um, help us as parents understand what we should be looking for and be aware of. Yeah, that's a great question. So These are all um, in general or what happens for most kids, but typically the first teeth start to come in between six months and a year. And they start to come in with the bottom front teeth and then the top front teeth. So the pattern is bottom to top, front to back. So typically between the ages of six months and about three, 
most kids will have all of their baby teeth by that time, which is 10 teeth on top and then 10 teeth on bottom. Um, from the ages of three to six, they're not going to be getting any teeth or losing any teeth during that time. And then around the age of six or so, kids start to lose their baby teeth and they go out in the same order that they came in. So the first ones that'll come out are going to be the bottom front and then top front and work its way back in general. Also, permanent teeth will start to come in at that time. So the permanent molars will come in behind the baby teeth, which is always a little bit confusing for parents because they see new teeth popping in and they're wondering what's going on. And the first teeth that typically parents start to see are the um, lower permanent central incisors, which come in behind the baby teeth. So lots of times we'll have parents call our office and say their kid looks like a shark because they'll have two different rows of teeth. So I always tell them it's a good time to do swimming lessons. They might be a little bit faster, but also there's not a whole lot that needs to be done as those teeth are starting to come in. Yeah, that's great. I, I think I made that call myself as a parent. I was like, wait a second, there's two sets of teeth. This seems very wrong. <laughs> um, so yeah. yeah, it's reassuring to know that that's normal. Yeah, that's all normal. And that's a common question that we have probably a few people come in each week for. Sure. So now that we kind of know about like what's normal, um, what would be a good routine for like the infants and toddlers and, and children at home? What, what are good routines for us as parents to do with our children in terms of kind of oral health? Yep. So as soon as kids start to get teeth to come in, which will be the bottom two front teeth first, I recommend using a two by two gauze, which you can get at Target or CVS or anywhere else, where you can just start to get in those habits of wiping off the teeth. And then as the teeth start to come in around that age, you start to get more teeth. We recommend starting to brush the teeth. So at age one, the mnemonic that I remember, the rhyme that we tell people at our office is a smear at a year. Really nice way to remember it for parents. I like that, a smear, smear at, a year. at a year. So it's a very small amount of toothpaste about the size of a grain of rice where you still get the benefit of anti-cavity from the toothpaste, but it's not such a large amount that if the kid swallows it, which they're gonna, that you have to be worried about the harmful effects of that. Um, so we recommend brushing the teeth, obviously two times a day with that smear amount of toothpaste. And then when the kids turn three, um, the rhyme that we say is a pee at three. So you start to use more toothpaste because there's more teeth and it's still a safe amount for them to prevent cavities and also have um, a safe amount in case they're swallowing it. If you're worried about your kid having too much of the toothpaste at home, uh, you can keep that two by two gauze and continue to wipe off the excess because they're not gonna be able to spit that out. I think a good routine for kids, whether it's infant, toddler, getting a little bit older, is to do um, brush the teeth, then the book, and then the bed. So getting it tied into other routines that you're already doing, whether it's the book or the bedtime routine, is a nice way to get into the brushing habits at home. Those are all really helpful. Uh, I like the kind of the rhymes and then making it a routine. So it's just part of what they do. I think that's incredibly helpful for parents. Yep. I think tying it in really, really helps to something they're already accustomed to doing. And then we'll try to get a picture set up. Um, on our website or maybe send it to you guys as well. But the way we recommend doing it at home is called a knee-to-knee -knee exam. So we'll have options for one parent or two parents, but essentially you're making a table for the kid with your legs. Um, the kid is looking up at you and then you're brushing them, kind of holding them between your legs instead of chasing them around the house with a toothbrush, which is a huge challenge for everybody. Oh, sure. I wish I would have known that. I <laughs> think I did my fair amount of chasing yeah, exactly. uh, to brush teeth. That's really wonderful. Um, what are kind of the signs that a child has kind of good or or bad oral health? And when should we be concerned as kind of a parent? Yeah, that's a great question. So for good oral health, um, 
something things that parents could see is maybe no plaque or buildup on the teeth. Common areas for kids to have that is going to be around the gum lines. Um, so that's another thing I should mention. But we recommend brushing at a 45 degree angle into the gums. The baby teeth are small enough that you can brush the baby teeth and the gums all at one time if you just change your technique a little bit. Most parents are used to going straight back and forth and then you're missing that spot around the gums. So if there's a lot of food buildup there, it's probably not a great sign, something the parent can see. And also if you're brushing the teeth at home or trying to floss the teeth at home, and when the kid rinses or spits, you're seeing blood come out, that's also not a great sign as well. That means there's likely gingivitis on the gums, which is a sign of irritation and a, and a sign, a reminder that the oral hygiene really needs to pick up at home. So with these tips are really helpful to see the kind of the good and, and bad oral health. But as parents, can we see a cavity? Would I be able to see that as a parent? Yeah, that's a great question. So we get a lot of parents who come in because their kid has a visible cavity. If your kid has a visible cavity, it's really pretty advanced at that point, And there's probably several other of them present. So we try to get kids in for those preventive visits early on in their life so we can take a look at the teeth, start with those preventive measures, potentially get pictures too, or x-rays of the teeth to see if anything's going on in between the teeth. Over half of the cavities in baby teeth show up in between the teeth, which are usually diagnosed with x-rays, which is another reason why it's good to get in early. And another great reason to start flossing the teeth at home too to prevent that. Yeah, because as parents, we can't see between their teeth. Yeah, that's only something an x-ray can see. So that's, that's super helpful information uh, for sure. What are things that kind of families should start doing to make sure that their child has good oral health? So I think starting to, to brush as soon as you can is an awesome habit to get into. If you go to your pediatric dentist or, or really any other dentist, they'll, I'm sure they'll send you home with flossers, toothbrush, toothpaste, any of those little barriers to entry you can get for free right at your dentist, which is an awesome way to get started. Getting into those good habits with your kids really help. And then the other thing that can help is the ingredients for cavities is sugar, no matter what form it's in. So if you can eliminate sugar in either the diet or the food, that would really, really help. Um, in general, anything other than water is going to have some sort of sugar in it if you're giving it to your kids. So anything that ends in juice, orange juice, apple juice, is not a great idea, especially for the bottle at night. So some kids will need to get soothed to bed, which everyone's mood, mom, dad, the other siblings are based off the baby's sleep. But if you can do it any other way, instead of giving the baby a, a bottle of juice to go to bed, that would be awesome. Yes. Oh, for sure. Because then probably the sugar just sits on their teeth all night if they have a bottle before bed. It just sits and probably doesn't do good things. Yeah, exactly. So we recommend after you brush your teeth, nothing other than water. Um, because we'll see some kids who come in at one and a half years old who are going to bed with a bottle and they'll have a mouthful of teeth that need crowns or potentially even extractions. That doesn't happen to everybody, obviously, but the cavities can pop up pretty quick in kids if the oral hygiene or the diet are not what they should be. Sure. That's really great advice and a nice reminder, too, to kind of avoid that sugar. Um, that's wonderful. Also, what should families stop doing with their children at home that could cause harm to their child's oral health? I would say the big ones for me would be the diet. Mm -hmm. or, or maybe even just avoiding going to the dentist. I, I think lots of times people are now seeing that kids should see the dentist by age one, and there's maybe either mom or dad guilt that their kid is five and they don't want to come in and say, we haven't had him here yet. But most pediatric dentists are going to be 
just really happy to see you and happy that you're getting on the right track. So you should take that step to, to take them in, even though it might be easier to avoid it and, and get on with um, prevention and giving your kid a good chance to have some good, healthy teeth. That's great. Yeah, I have found that um, kind of all dentists have been really supportive in terms of, you know, when I come in and ask questions, I think families find that helpful and I've never felt, you know, embarrassed. I think that, you know, as a dentist, you just want to help us help our children have healthy teeth. So you don't really judge, you just provide that support and your expertise. So that's, I think that's wonderful advice for parents to realize, don't, don't be embarrassed that you were like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize one, I didn't, I didn't read that somewhere. I thought it was two. There's no harm in that. It's just getting them in as soon as possible is what I hear you say. Yep. And the other reason that we're pushing that so much now is because the vast majority of people don't know that. I think maybe only like 20% of kids or or, or people are bringing in their kids at age one. So by far and away, most people are are pushing that off, which is why we're trying to get kids in as early as possible. And you're definitely not alone if you're waiting for that first appointment or, or wondering why your kid is five now and they haven't been in yet. That's a question we've received a lot. So it makes sense. I think hearing at one is kind of newer for most of us as parents. And so I think it's great that um, we're doing this podcast to help parents kind of have that awareness. Um, Let me ask, um, children are kind of prone to injury. As we all know, they will, you know, run and fall and sometimes just walk and fall with nothing around them. So if, if a child chips or, or bumped or even knocked out a tooth, what should parents do? Yeah, well, that depends a little bit on the extent of the injury and whether it's a primary or baby tooth or a permanent or adult tooth. Um, Either way, though, you should probably see your dentist or one thing that most places will do now as well is you could just text in a picture to us or email in a picture and we'll be happy to give you some some quick advice whether you need to come in or whether um, it's something that can wait. We have several kids that come in each, maybe each day or definitely each week that had a recent trauma. The most common age for that is going to be in the first few years of life when they're starting to walk or starting to run. And we see all sorts of kids who knock them out, chip their teeth, break a tooth, or whatever the case may be. Um, The biggest things, if you're going to remember anything from this, the primary tooth. So if it's a baby tooth and it gets knocked out, you definitely should not put it back in because that causes all sorts of other issues with the tooth potentially getting stuck in there. And then the permanent one not being able to come through where the primary tooth was jammed back in. So even though it might be a few years until your kid has a front tooth again, you're really much better off leaving it out. If it's a permanent tooth, um, the exact opposite applies. So that that should be tried to place in as as soon as possible if you can. Our recommendation is to have it back in the tooth socket within 60 minutes if possible. And you can either do that on your own at the soccer game or baseball game, or you can try to call your dentist um, to get in and have that taken care of. That's probably the one true emergency we would have in pediatric dentistry would be a permanent tooth that's been knocked out because that needs to be treated or has the best outcomes if it's treated within the hour. Okay, that's that's really, again, more helpful information. And I think it's nice, too, that we live in the age of technology so you can take a quick picture and then share it and get your expertise and say, do ABC or do XYZ. So that is really great to be able to have those options to, to reach out. We're kind of seeing more and more children getting braces or visiting the orthodontist, um, kind of younger than in previous years. So could you explain why that's the case? Yep. So kids who get braces early now are going through what is called phase one orthodontics. So this isn't required for everybody, but some people who either have a significant functional issue or significant aesthetic concerns, either the parent or the child, um, may choose to go through and treat those things right away 
and then um, make their second time doing braces, phase two, either shorter or less involved. So typically a kid doing it early has a lot going on, but for the majority of people, you can probably wait until almost all of the permanent teeth are in, which is called phase two, and then do it all at once then. That makes sense. I know I have uh, my youngest had uh, phase one because I think it was just kind of a small mouth, lots of teeth making yeah, some exactly. space. So that makes sense. Yep, we'll be headed to phase two soon. Um, so <laughs> it's a lot we're to look in phase forward one. To. Yeah. yeah, that's really helpful to understand because I think my first impression was like, oh, well, he has them and then he'll be done. But it is phase two now because the first phase was really just creating some space, I believe, in our circumstance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that's helpful for, for parents too, because a lot of people ask about the pacifier. Somebody will come in and they'll have the teeth wide open from either a finger habit or a pacifier or anything else like that. And that might be something that could be corrected with phase one as well, right? When those permanent teeth start to come in, it could be another reason that you're seeing an increase in that. Oh, sure. That definitely makes sense. Um, do you have any other advice you'd like to share with families that would be helpful, such as, um, resources they could look into? Well, my, my biggest advice would be to see the dentist by age one, start to brush and floss at home as soon as you can. And then you can check out our website at maplegrovepediatricdentistry.com and click on the facts to look at pictures, uh, maybe some text reminders about what to do. And I, th I hope that'll be helpful for you. Yes, I know. I checked out your website and you have amazing resources. Um, really helpful. So um, I think I our, our listeners will definitely appreciate that and find them as a helpful resource. Because I think as parents, we rely on your expertise to help us make kind of good decisions and and um, help us support our children have a healthy, a healthy mouth, healthy teeth and, and good habits. I think wherever you go, I think pediatric dentists tend to be pretty nice. And um, whether it's our office or, or somewhere else, you're going to find a lot of people who are just really wanting to help you out and help out your kids. I agree. That's wonderful. Well, we're kind of at the point in the podcast where we have questions from parents. And as I mentioned, this was a hot topic. So um, we have a few. So I'm going to start out uh, with Jasmine reached out and said, my son, who is two years old, still uses a pacifier at nighttime. We're having a hard time having him give it up, but we were worried that his teeth and mouth will get harmed. Should we be concerned? That's a perfect age to ask that question. So we recommend trying to stop that habit by age three. So there's enough um, room or ramp up time for the permanent teeth to come in and in the proper alignment. So the permanent front teeth on top are going to come in probably around seven or eight for most people. So that gives you three or four years to have um, the pressure or the forces from the lip and the cheek and the tongue and everything else to get it back on the proper alignment. That doesn't happen for everybody, but that's, that's always an option. Um, kids who don't stop that habit earlier have the higher chance of having the anterior open bite, but orthodontics or the phase one that we talked about earlier is a nice option for those kids. Sometimes um, we'll get parents, or lots of times we'll get parents that come in and say, we're not going to stop that habit. It's just too much of a, um, a soothing experience for the kid to help them sleep or to get through anything else that they know that there's not a chance to do that. If kids continue to use the pacifier, there are a little bit better outcomes with orthodontic pacifiers, which you can get at Target or you know, CVS or Walgreens. They're called MAM pacifiers or Nook pacifiers. And kids who have those have a lot better outcome um, than the traditional pacifiers. So the traditional pac pacifiers are shaped like a pinky finger. Um, the orthodontic pacifiers are shaped more like a thumb, which is more um, in line with the inside part of your mouth. So if your kid is going to keep the pacifier, I would recommend doing the orthodontic ones, which you can pick up for a few bucks at Target. I didn't even know there was a difference. That's fascinating. The next question is from um, Trevor, 
And Trevor says our twins are four years old, and they're pretty rough when it comes to playtime, resulting in knocking their mouths a few times. Recently, uh, our daughter seemed to have pushed her tooth back when she fell face first. Our dentist mentioned the tooth would survive and be fine, but it still wiggles and now seems to be changing color. Are we doing the right thing by waiting? Um, Teeth can change color. So just like an arm or a leg, they have blood in the inside part of it. And just like an arm or a leg can bruise, a a tooth can bruise as well. So if you've had damage to that inside part or to the the blood in the middle of the tooth, they can turn pink, black, brown, yellow, a, a variety of colors. In baby teeth, the change in color doesn't mean that we have to do something about it because it can be transient or short-lived or potentially go back. In a baby tooth, however, if they start to have signs or symptoms of pain or an infection, that's a time that we would treat that. The signs or symptoms of pain or an infection um, that a parent could see would be an abscess, which on the gums, where the root of the tooth typically would be. So that would be Um, looking like a pimple or a blister when you take a look at the gums or look in the area where the tooth is discolored. That's not always visible, but that doesn't mean it's going on. So an x-ray at the dentist could also show underneath the gums to potentially see what's going on. Even though um, in this question they said that they're four years old, but and those permanent teeth come in around six or seven. So our biggest concern with those is damage to the underlying teeth which is why a picture is a good idea. Because if there's an infection at the root of that tooth that's causing it to change color, then that infection is developing right next to your permanent front tooth and could lead to changes in color on that tooth or any other aesthetic outcomes that you are hoping to avoid. Well, that's again, another new fact. I didn't know that teeth could discolor uh, at a young age. And so this is all, again, super helpful advice. Yep, that's definitely one that we see probably multiple times a day, that a kid will come in with a a bumped front tooth that's changing color. And the vast majority of the time, we, we don't have to do anything. But if we see those signs or symptoms of pain or an infection, that's something that we can treat right away to hopefully prevent any issues going forward. That's great, because I had no clue that uh, you could bruise your tooth. I know you yeah. can bruise your arm or your leg, but not your tooth. But that totally makes a lot of sense. So that's great advice. Um, another question is from Annette, and she said, my daughter just turned one, and my friends say I should get her to the dentist since her teeth have started to come in. But my family said I should just wait until they're at least two years old. What should I do? You're getting great advice from your friends in this situation. You definitely should see the dentist by age one. Um, Even though other people might tell you to wait until they're two or three or whatever the case may be, definitely see them by age one as soon as they have the teeth that starts to come in. The last couple questions have maybe been about the emergencies or bumping the teeth as well. Another advantage of getting in by age one is that you know who to call if there's an emergency. You know where to go. And so instead of having your kid come in for the first time with a, a chipped or knocked tooth at two years old, you might have already had that develop or that relationship developed with a pediatric dentist in the team. And it's a little bit more calm for everybody and a, a much easier experience if you know where to go and know what you're going to do if, if something happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you've done a nice job at your practice to create this welcoming and calming environment. So it, it just is good for parents to bring your child early because if there is anything, you can find it and you can kind of set the child and the parent on a path of, of healthy kind of an oral, a healthy system and practice and routines, which is great. Yeah, of course. That's wonderful. Well, our last question is from Meg. And Meg says, my children who are three and almost two years old hate brushing their teeth. What can we do to make this a better experience so they're comfortable brushing their teeth daily? Yeah, that's an awesome question. And that's something that I'm doing at home as well with my daughter. It's not something that she really wants to do at at this stage. 
but it's something you have to keep working through as a parent. There's all sorts of different challenges for us and for the kids as, as they're trying to learn new things and struggling. We're also trying to learn new things and struggle as well. But if you keep going through it, um, the kids will eventually get much better, much more cooperative. I would say the biggest thing for getting into the position to brush the teeth is to use that knee to knee position, which we'll have up on our website, or you could just Google search um, dental knee to knee exam, and you can have a great idea how to do that. But you can make that fun with your kid with either, you know, giving them a massage or tickling or whatever the case may be, because they'll have um, either one or two parents there. You'll have them in a very stable position where they can see you the whole time. And that is much, much easier than trying to chase them around the house with a toothbrush. And eventually, I think kids like that because you can read the book to them in that position. They're kind of laying around getting ready for bed. And that would be my biggest advice for sure about getting into the good habits of brushing. That's wonderful. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us on the podcast, Dr. Matt. Um, I feel families who are enrolled at our schools and our followers are going to find this information so helpful. I know I did. I learned a, a wide variety of uh, new facts. Um, and I think this is really good practical advice to uh, for families so that they have their child kind of on a, on a journey of, you know, healthy oral health. So thank you so much for your time today. Well, thanks a lot for having me. I had a great time with you, and I hope parents find this information helpful. Yes, absolutely. If you'd like more information on this episode or need access to the other resources mentioned, um, head to our website at newhorizonacademy.net. And if you have questions, please email us at theparentingpickup at nhacademy.net. Thanks, and we'll talk to you again soon.